So here we are, nearing the end of our second full day here at the Sunshine Coast Festival of the Written Arts. I'm Sean Eckford, one of the board members here at the festival and our resident podcaster. And I'd like to bookend this podcast with a look back and then a look forward. We wrapped up Friday with Guy Gabriel Kay, and he mentioned to producer Jane Davidson that he could hear the silence of the audience. That's because they were so wrapped up in his words. There's also sort of a different feeling, a bit of a special feeling here at the festival for the evening events. And it was even more so last night during Kay's reading of Not Our Fault, a poem he wrote after the death of his friend, poet George Jonas. It was his first time reading it live for an audience, and this is just a snapshot of that very special festival moment. I can say I had a gift of a friend and live the loss of that. Our time will do this to us. People die and there are some that thought as I grow older we are also going to leave behind. We need to hold to, remember, focus on the gift. Our loss will overwhelm even this far away for a few weeks more beside the Pacific. Last night, we walked down to the beach. No one there, no moon risen yet. an annihilating number of stars, a glory, surf, sound, and stars. I'll visit the cemetery when I get home. He's there, and in me, and here, as best may be. Gone, and here, and loved. Memory is a way of almost keeping people when they go. It is a way we live. Saturday itself has been, as the expression goes, a pretty full, rich day here at the festival, starting off with Caroline Woodward and her In Light Years, a memoir of a modern lighthouse keeper. And, of course, that's a topic near and dear to the hearts of many of us here on Canada's West Coast. And one of the audience members was talking to me afterwards and mentioned that he felt it would be a really great thing if, if more lighthouse keepers like Caroline came forward and, and told their stories just to help create awareness of just how important the staffed lighthouses are up and down the B.C. coast. I asked Caroline about that afterwards. I feel like as long as people know lighthouse keepers really do exist, um, and, and I hope this book helps with that, we won't have experiences like I had where a Parks Canada employee is on a ferry telling people in 2007 that there are no more staffed lighthouses. You know? Honestly, yes. 
And so um, I think it is important. I think the people who speak up for us when there are reviews, um, they know because um, they've been in a, a situation where lighthouse keepers have helped them out. And so those people tend to really come to our defense. And people, people like Pat Carney, who know and really value heritage, they're great defenders of, of lighthouses. Charlie Damaris is one of the performers we have doing double duty here at the festival this year. Of course, he was part of our opening night event. And he was also on his own this morning talking about his latest book, The Horrors, an A to Z of funny thoughts on awful things. And it's often a surprise to me what does and doesn't come up in the question period afterwards. And one thing nobody thought to ask Charlie about that I thought they might was the other thing he does. He is a teacher at the faculty of UBC's creative writing program. And I asked him a bit about that in, in particular. Uh, whether it's difficult to teach people to write comedy. Um, well, it's, uh, it, it can be very hard, uh, and it can also be a lot of fun. Um, you know, as I always tell the students that are coming in, that, uh, you know, because a great number of them are always worried, they say, I'm not funny. Um, and it's not so much about making anybody funny, it's about looking at what some of the, some of the rules and devices of, of comedy are. In the same way that a creating writer, creative writing program can't make anybody creative, but can teach you how, you know, sentence structure, teach you narrative, um, give you the sort of tools for working with whatever creativity um, you have. So, um, you know, I've found that teaching comedy at UBC has been a great, um, it's been a great experience uh, for me to uh, to think through some of the things that have been kind of um, mother's milk or first principles for me to actually sit down and figure out what's going on in jokes that I love hearing or funny movies or funny books that I love watching or reading getting to share those with um, young people who are just starting out their sort of um, writing careers and uh, so it's a lot of fun but definitely uh, can definitely be a challenge. I'm going to dwell a little bit on the funny or the, the strange and unusual, if you will, because we're used to having firsts here at the festival, but we've got one this year that's likely to be a combination of, of both a first and a last. It turns out our humble festival office here at Rockwood Park in Seashelt is a pokey stop. So as we've planned for the festival, and even during the festival, we've kind of been in the midst of people who are out front chasing Pokemon. So I decided to find out just what it is that's going on in our parking lot. They just keep on putting down lures like continuously and people will stay here till like late at night and Pokemon just always spawn so you can catch Pokemon and it's kind of like a landmark I guess so that's how lots of people kind of know where yeah. to go. And this just happens to be like a hot spot for rare Pokemon or rare stuff that spawns a lot of the time. So that's why a lot of people come here and it actually creates a lot of friendships and like, we didn't know each other before this game ever came out, and, and we're pretty close now, I guess, talking all the time. Yeah, every time we see each other, other wave, you know, while we're driving past. And yeah. So, walk me through what you're doing right now. Waiting for um, Pokemon to spawn on these lures that we set down. So, it's essentially, oh, you throw out some Pokemon bait, and you're waiting for a bite. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, see. So, he's right there. Yeah, I'm going to feed him a berry right now. Okay. Make him like me. So, yeah. hopefully, he's easier to catch. And then you throw a ball into that little circle, and then hopefully it'll catch it, and if not, he'll pop right out, and then you have to do it again. So my knowledge of Pokemon goes as far as Pikachu. 
Yeah. What was that that you just caught? A magma. Uh-huh. Um, he's pretty decent. Yeah, he's. Yeah, he, yeah, he's a really. You're probably gathering at this point that we have plenty of events where the authors are going to make you laugh, and there are events where the authors are going to make you cry, and events where the authors are going to make you think a lot. And we had one of those events today that was a combination of all three. The presentation of Boobs, an anthology by Caitlin Press. Women explore what it means to have breasts. We had four of the authors who are involved in that collection of stories, essays, and poems on stage today, including Ruth Daniel, who's also the editor of the Boobs anthology. And she told us the origin story, if you will, of uh, how it came to be. Uh, really, the idea for the anthology started a long time ago when I went through my own revelation about my breasts. And, of course, when you have revelations about yourself, you want to share them with the people in your life. And so I'd talked about this experience, um, uh, about how I'd realized, oh, I am a big-chested woman. I that was, was, had this mental block that I was flat-chested for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And after I'd gotten over that, then I talked about it. Well, I guess I didn't get over it. I yeah. talked about it a lot. <laughs> And uh, then I started talking about it to other female friends and other writers, and Janine was one of them, actually. I remember a conversation we had at the UBC 50th anniversary gala, and talking about, hey, here's this thing, that I have this, I've got this story. She's like, oh, I've got a story, too. And I said, well, other people have got stories, I bet you. And it sort of grew from there. So as we're sitting down to record this, looking back at the second full day here at the festival, up in the pavilion, Janet Rogers, Jordan Abel, and Aust 12, a trio of Aboriginal poets and spoken word artists, is doing their thing. Later, Lawrence Hill, author of The Illegal and The Book of Negroes, will give this year's Bruce Hutchinson Memorial Lecture. And I asked him about how preparing for that is different from preparing for other festival events. The scope has to be a little larger than just talking about, say, my most recent novel, The Illegal. So I will speak a bit about that, but I'll try to thread conversations about that into a larger meditation on identity and what it means to be Canadian and how I come at uh, defining you know, my own slices of Canadian identity and how that plays out in my own writing and how I've come to meditate on issues of identity and and Canadianness. So yes, the lecture necessarily is a bit more broad-based than a strict reading from a book. Well, if I wrap up now, I might still be able to catch a bit of the meters running. We're looking forward to another day of great weather as we wrap up for 2016 on Sunday. And we've still got tickets available. Drop by the office here at Rockwood or give us a call at one 800 565 9631.